0: It's
1: nice Let's get, let's blow it up oh, right away, right. The black man. He wants one in black, all right? right. Let's. Oh, get okay. Any, you the, black oh, yeah. the black man. He wants the black man.
0: Uh, uh, no. No, Eric. No. Not today. Not now. not Never.
1: Yes. But he's not a
0: toy. He's trouble. You see the mustache? I asked him to shave that. That's right. Mr. Morehouse, I really don't care. But he is
1: one of our cleaning people, Eric. I want him he's not for sale why not because he's a person
0: daddy said anything i wanted anything in the store hello 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 this is uncle tickles and you are listening to new dad i I was wondering if anyone out there had a favorite toy when they were growing up Uh, did you bug your parents for an easy bake oven or a remote control hovercraft uh mayhaps your parents were rich enough that they could afford the newest gaming console, and, and that was uh, something you fondly remember finding wrapped neatly beneath the tree. Um, for myself, my favorite toy was a Dino Rider, in part because it was a out of the blue gift from my parents, which didn't happen often. Uh, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, it was a Dino Rider, and I used that as leverage to invite the, the most popular kid at Westwood Kindergarten over for a play date. I lured him over, I did, uh, you know, with promises of the Dino Riders. And uh, and at one point in the play date, I, I remember going to the bathroom and coming back and he he wasn't in, in my room where we had been playing and looking around and, uh, you know, to my horror, I found him in the basement breaking my Dino Rider um, and he was laughing when he did it. And it was one of those things that just triggered this rage in me. Um, the rage resulted in me ugly crying and attacking him. He had a bloody nose, and we had to call his mom to pick him up. Uh, he was, you know, really upset. Uh, his mom was even more upset when she arrived and and learned what had happened. Um, that was pretty bad all in all in, in itself. But then I got to to class the next day, and uh, Peter Castle had told everyone I had a house full of dog shit, uh, which, in fairness to him my parents did let the dog shit in our basement and, uh, and that's where he snuck off to, to break the toy. So yeah, he was surrounded in piles of dog shit while he broke my favorite toy that I ever got. And, uh, you know, and from that point on, I was the weird kid at, at Westwood elementary. I was a little ostracized. So, so fuck you, Peter Castle. Um, unless you're listening to the show or you're a listener, in which case, thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, you didn't have to put me on blast like that dog, but um, glad you're a listener and, and and hope life's doing good you know um, keep on listening rate review and subscribe uh, but in, in seriousness you, you, growing up Pappas gifts you know especially toys were something that were reserved for Christmas and your birthday and uh you know I talked about it at length in the intro uh, of the last episode the food. You know, we didn't have a lot growing up, but my mom always made a, a real strong effort to make sure there was a lot of food in the house. And, and Christmas was was very similar in a lot of ways where we didn't have a lot, but she always tried to make sure that we had a lot to open. Um, and so, you know, I have to give her credit in, in, in that regard. Um, but at, you know, at the risk of sounding ungrateful, what happens, you know, it's, this is just, you know, it's just math really. When you have uh, you know a small amount of money and it's spread amongst four children and then you're uh, making that even harder by saying, hey, I want to get X amount of gifts for each kid, uh, those end up being small, thoughtful, uh, very much appreciated gifts, but you're not getting the big ticket items, right? So um, Mama, and Pappas, Mama Pappas and Papa Pappas would both surprise you at times and that would sometimes be good and sometimes be bad but it also made you appreciate gifts that you got, you know, like these dino riders, so much more. And for me, I think also it helped um, really build patience, which is one of my stronger suits and sometimes almost um, a detriment for me. I'm almost too patient at times, um, you, you know, and, and that um, ha- has served me very well in, in life. Um, and, and I think one other way it's probably manifested in my life it, you know, it, you know, you can see it over my shoulder here is, you know, now I'm in the collectibles and these sort of things. So uh, perhaps it's a little bit of a, an arrested development where these are things I couldn't have as a kid or I didn't have the ability to get these toys I wanted as a kid. So now I was an adult as I uh, I have these little things I want. I, I'm more apt to, to pull the trigger and buy them. And that might also be a result of, of me being a little bit more of a kid at heart as well. So um, for sure that that's at play. But. Um, so why are we talking about toys, and, and why are you talking about being a kid at heart, Tom? Well, it, it does bring me to our guest today, who, it, like me, is a is a is very much a kid at heart. Uh, to bring it full circle with toys is a toy maker. Uh, Peter Greenlee, affectionately known to me and others as Jesus Pete, was kind enough to, to sit down with us. Um, he's a dad. He is a uh, toy maker, as I said. He's an overall beautiful person, and if that wasn't enough... Uh, The guy also organizes a music festival, Lake Geneva Motherfuckers, Uh, later changed to Lake Geneva Music Festival. And uh, spoiler alert, RIP to LGMF, um, which I was able to attend at least for one year, uh, will not be happening in 2020, at least um, as of our conversation uh, a few weeks ago. So um, I had a great time interviewing Pete, uh, you know, Fascinating life. Uh, we talked about his favorite toy, a little bit more about the toy making business, uh, organizing the music festival. And and one of the better stories I've heard this season on New Dad, uh, a moment in his life where he, as a young uh, toy maker who's struggling to find success in the industry, meets a titan um, and, and this titan passes on a special power to him. Um, and, and what happens next? You will have to tune in to learn and find out. Um, there's all that and a lot more, uh, but first Prop costs take us away. Jesus Pete Pete Greenlee, he is Loke dog o g number one um someone who has been a, a a kind of an urban legend in my life for a long time i've uh, I've been hearing stories uh secondhand about Pete through my brother in law uh Christopher. and uh fittingly when I would go to to lake geneva and uh, I, I was always hoping for these run-ins what I would get is almost like these ghostly encounters where I would see this long-haired gentleman walking maybe two blocks in front of me. And so I'd just catch these glimpses of you. Um, so when I finally got to meet you, it was, uh, it was totally an honor on my part. And, you know, you completely surpassed expectations. Um, very rarely do you, do you run into someone as genuine and uh, such a positive energy, I feel like, especially as we get along later in life. And, and that's what I, I, I encountered. And I was so happy for you to be on the show. Pete, uh, say hello to Uncle Tickle's fans here at New Dad and, uh, and tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Hello fans and uh thank you for having me on here Tom it's a pleasure to meet you finally as well um a little bit about myself is well I'm uh Uncle Tickle's brother-in-law's neighbor yeah so that's how we know each other like so, we live right next door or used to actually used to, that's right Christopher is now down the street a bit but you're still the neighbor uh, of my mother-in-law still the neighbor <laughs> of your mother-in-law yeah absolutely Coco hey, yeah and uh so, so that's how we met each other, and um, let's say I moved well, how far back do you want to go? Like, I moved into that house to, let's see, Bergens six, so 14 years ago. lived wow. there a long time ago, straight from Chicago, and um, we were living downtown at the time. we decided, well, basically, I quit my job, and, uh, <laughs> which I worked at for 13 years. And uh I I'm like, you know, I can't afford to live downtown Chicago anymore. The school's alone are gonna kill me. So I'm like, I'm gonna find a little town, sell my uh townhouse for cash because that was during the housing <laughs> bubble and I knew it was a bubble and I knew I had to get in and out as quick as I could. So I did. I sold that for a lot of money. I overpaid for Christopher's <laughs> neighbor's house, but that's okay because It was a lot less. I basically bought it for cash, so it didn't matter, right? So, so that was a good start to start my own business while still being a dad of a two-year-old and having a wife to support. So that was that was a thing. I felt like at my old job, which was a great job. It's just I think after thirteen years, it's time for a little bird to fly the nest. You know what I'm saying?
0: Totally, totally. Now you. You had mentioned you moved from Chicago. Is that where you grew up? Is, were, were you originally No. Familiar? So I grew up
1: in Mundelein, Illinois. I'm not sure if you know. Totally, that. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. grew up in Woodstock, so not very far. Oh, right on. Yeah. So I went to Carmel High School, actually. I went to yeah. San Marino del Papalo grade school. So Catholic grade school, all boys Catholic high school, which is now co-ed. Um, And now I'm atheist. Thank (laughs) you, much, Mom and Dad, for spending all that money.
0: (laughs) Well, you know what? That's funny because I uh, I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, Marion Central Catholic, and then uh, a a Jesuit Catholic college, and I'm also now atheist. So I did not. Uh, I I didn't know we shared that but
1: I I, got that in common it's very it's not very uncommon actually
0: no well I was gonna say if you want your kid to be an atheist send them to Catholic school yeah I hear you dude it's a pretty it's a pretty good it's pretty good route it opens (laughs) their eyes to a lot of a a lot of the the hypocrisy there so okay so but you you kind of grew up in the area then and uh, yeah yeah. and okay so you grow up in the area you, you end up having this job that you're at for 13 years was that in the toy industry Yes, when okay. I
1: worked in Chicago before I did toys, I worked at a pizza place for 13 years. <laughs> Bill's Pizza, shout out, Bill's Pizza and Mundelein. best pizza <laughs> in Mundelein. <laughs> awesome. Um and, and what did
0: you go to school
1: for in you know, like engineering or yeah, or... So I went to school in Southern Illinois University, Saluki's over mm-hmm. here Carbondale. and Carbondale right on. And uh, I studied product design there. Actually, I started out out in computer science, then I switched to advertising. I was like four credits, not even away from graduating in advertising. And then I'm like, man, so I'm gonna have to sell shit I don't really like, and they're like, yeah, that's kind of your job. And I'm like, can I make this shit instead? And they're like, yeah, we we have a thing called product design, so I switched. So it took me six years to finish. So your first job,
0: where were you making the toys then? Were for a bigger company? Is that what it was? So yeah.
1: So after that, I went back to pieces for a couple of years. Because I didn't really want to get a real job, <laughs> and then, and I, was, I was living in Line where I grew up. And then, me and Erin, who's my wife now, we moved to Chicago together, and I uh, got a job pretty damn quickly. Right before that job, just to make money, I was you know down at Water Tower Place. They drive the horses and carriages. Oh yeah. So you could I I drove that for, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't really make money there until you really invested, so I quit yeah. that. And luckily I got a job at a place that advertised um, in toy design, so that, that was my first job, and I worked there for 13 years.
0: So then you, you decide it's time to to go out on your own, you know, spread your wings and fly. You're, you're doing it with a two-year-old, and, and that's something yep. that I think, uh, it's kind of mind blowing to me right now because the idea of starting a business with chef, who's two years old. Exactly. Um, it, it it seems like a lot. So what was that like little phase of your life? Like, was that, I mean, looking back on it now, how stressful was it? I'm sure you kind of romanticize it a little
1: bit. That was a crazy time of my life, man. It was definitely a crazy time of life. So yeah, she's two. I'm making pretty good coin actually at that job. I've been there for a long time. I can't get fired no matter how hard I try, and um, it just got to a point where it was time to go. And so, like I was telling you earlier, I'm like, "Well, I'm like, we can make a lot of money on this townhouse. We can move to a small place. If all fails, I could work at McDonald's and still put food on the table. You know what I mean? Because there's no overhead. I got no credit cards. I got no car debt." We did buy this place for cash, so I had no mortgage. Um, and as you know, living here is cheap, man, right. compared to... And so, like, seriously, I could just work at McDonald's and live a great lifestyle. Um, so it took a while. Like, I actually moved here and I started a, a working. There was a dude I knew who had a small toy manufacturing company who I used to work with in Chicago. And it was called AHA Toys. And it was actually right above keith real estate where the gym is now those two <laughs> floors, so the whole entire third floor mm-hmm. just my office <laughs> and this kid was a cool kid uh, no need to name names i guess but i liked him a lot he was younger than me and he just moved here from latvia actually uh when i was working with him in chicago so i met him right when he moved got to know him over the years he's a good kid and then so he started that he wanted me to join him at first, and I'm like, no, life's too comfortable, but then after a while, I kind of regretted it, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, and he went really far. I just want to invent toys, but he went to manufacturing. So then I'm like, dude, you got to hire me. <laughs> He's like, you're too expensive, though, and I'm like, just figure it out, man. <laughs> so he had me come up here once, and we rented jet skis right right here, and cruise around. I saw his office. I'm like, yeah, just figure it out, make it happen, and he did, and uh the plan was to work there for two years and then me and my, who's my business partner now, Nick, we were planning on, we wanted to start our own business in two years anyway. We wanted a good two years in between working for the guy in Chicago because he likes to sue people. <laughs> and we figured a two year buffer would be good. Yeah. So 11 months after quitting and working and living here, we moved right away. I told my wife, I'm like, look, we're moving anyway. Um, we were looking at and moving into Mondelein. I'm like, this Lake Geneva thing could be great. I'm like, Erin's her, grandparents lived here, just a block away from our house. And uh, so we'd come up here on the weekends sometimes when we were younger. I'm like, it's a great place. It's way better than growing up. It's better than Mundelein. I love this little town. Even if I, my job lasts three months, let's just go for it. So we moved. I got fired in 11 months. Nick got fired in 10. <laughs> <laughs> so it really accelerated the whole idea of, Starting your own
0: business.
1: Yeah. So so Nick went ahead and he got a job. He got fired before me. He got a job and he got a great job. That guy can work for anybody. He's super smart. He's an electronics genius. And uh, he's like, don't worry, Pete, you'll get a job. I'm like, get a job. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? (laughs) (laughs) I can't work for anybody ever again. Those days are done. It's impossible. I'm starting my own business if you don't want to join me. And uh, so I started my own at first. It lasted a year. I got lucky, sold my first item I tried. It was an airplane called Switchblade for Air Hogs, which is a uh, brand of Spinmaster in Toronto. And that money did very well. I bought my neighbor's house, not Christmas, obviously, <laughs> but the one next door, thinking maybe I could build a new big house on both those properties someday. Had a lot of money put in the bank. I was feeling great. Nick's like, dude, you're gonna make a lot of money someday. <laughs> That's the whole point, bro. And so it took me a long time, but I got him to quit his job. And me and him started a new company called G2 Inventures, which is what we are now.
0: So you're a dad of an older child where yeah. um, I find myself fast forwarding a lot, trying to um, imagine some of these moments.
1: So, No, wait, you have two? You have two kids? I, I, I
0: do. I have two now. Mm-hmm. I have a, a five-month-old and, and a two-year-old. Okay, so 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 they'll be pretty close in age, and uh, me and my brother are relatively close to the same uh, age difference. So I can project a lot of how we were in being super close. That's what I hope for. But uh, what is it like, you you know, being a parent to an older kid? I saw you guys interact, um, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later at the music festival that you put on, and I was blown away because, and I'm sure you guys have your moments, but when you think of a teen daughter and you think of the relationship with her parents, you think of one that that's, you know, there's a lot of budding heads, you know, not yeah. a lot of friction, not always a lot of love there, but at least on that day, that moment that I, I, I got a glimpse in, it seemed like you guys had a wonderful, very caring, cool relationship.
1: Um, yeah, we do. We so, do.
0: So, so is, was it always that way? Or was there a period where you weren't like the cool dad? Because, uh, you, you know, I'm cool for Shep now. And I'm thinking like down the road, he's going to know I'm cool, but, is he going to go through a phase where I'm just like, a, I'm just a dork or a nerd?
1: I, I'm not sure. I mean, thank you for calling me a cool dad, but I have no idea what she thinks of me. I could be a dork dad. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, um, I'm an old guy. Yeah, something tells me. I guess all their parents are kind of old. but, uh, So I don't really know if she thinks I'm cool, but I mean, I, I know we definitely have a great relationship. That's There's no doubt about it um and it's always been that way there was a little period i'd say uh when she was like kindergarten ish maybe first grade somewhere in there where that was probably the only period where you know she was like had a little bit of fear and it's probably because that's when i was putting a little bit of fear into her right Like, hey, can't do that she's like <laughs> well, I can do everything. I'm like, yeah, but you can't do that. And I was just right. like, what the heck? So, you know, it only lasted like a year or two. And it wasn't nothing bad. It was just a little bit of like, whoa, I'm not used to this, you know? Because we have one kid. And I think it's common for people who have one kid, spoil that kid. Yeah, for sure. You know, so so she, she's a spoiled girl. She's a great girl. She has no attitude. Um, I mean, so. One, we can just talk about girls in general at this age, right? Right. Uh, most of my friends have boys. Uh, everybody kind of has kids around the same age usually. So, you know, we all got to see our kids grow up together, and everyone's like, well, I got a boy, man. Wait, wait till your girl turns 16, basically, right? Right. You got to see the shotgun and all those yeah. kind of things. And I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, that's a long way off. <laughs> I'll cross that bridge Where when it comes. The bridge is here, and not really to my surprise, me and my wife Erin raised a great kid. She's super solid, she, she's got the best head on her shoulders in the world. She's probably more mature than me and my wife put together. Mm-hmm. Um, she's no drama, she's super smart, like, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're not taking credit for it all, but she turned out great, man. She's absolutely great.
0: So, how do you navigate some? I mean, there are different challenges, right, to having an older kid than a younger kid. Because right now, my my challenge is, if I leave the room for two seconds, I'm afraid my child will kill himself or do something to, to <laughs> possibly hurt himself. Right? You can leave your daughter for a couple of minutes, and you're not you're uh, not worried about. I don't miss apartment. those days. <laughs> right. Right. So, so that's my specific challenge, right? And it's just, um, and, and, and that's a lot, right? It takes a lot of, uh, you know, emotional and physical energy to, to have that sort of attention always, um, you know, but they get older, right? And now they get a little bit more freedom. And I don't know if she, if she has her driver's license yet, but if not, she's probably rapidly approaching getting it. Uh, yeah, she's
1: got her permit and she's getting her license, whatever, any day now. Right. So so that's a whole nother level of, of freedom. How,
0: it, you know, are you having any trouble reconciling that knowing that she's now going to have that that sort of uh, ability to just kind of pick up and go?
1: Well, I mean, since forever. I mean, she, a lot of, when kids are young, I mean, we'll go all the way back to, you know, whatever, preschool, kindergarten. um, You know, some kids do sleepovers, some kids don't do sleepovers. She's always done them. Mm -hmm forever since she was little and, and, you know, whether it's our house or someone else's house. I mean, I remember, geez, when she was probably in kindergarten one summer, her and her best friend Kelsey did a 14-day, it was split between our house and their house, but 14 <laughs> days in a row of sleep hours. <laughs> and uh, I'll share a little bit more about that, actually. So at the end of it, Bergen's like, Dad, I think I'm ready to end this thing, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's just a lot, you know, every day. So I yeah, we're starting to fight and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, when me and your mom fight, just remember we've been doing a 30 year sleepover. She's like, ooh, I get it, I get it. I'm like, yeah. Well, it's, that's a, an
0: interesting way to put some context on it, right? Now all of a sudden yeah. she probably doesn't look so poorly on you guys for those arguments. Um, exactly, exactly. So do, do you have any advice you would give to a parent like myself, like looking back, it's almost as if you could go in your time machine and, uh, and tell yourself, in, in, in any piece of advice, um, you know, raising burgers. Uh,
1: man, uh, well, okay, I'll do a two-parter in this. One piece, one advice I would definitely give myself is right when you bring the baby home that early. Get, don't clean the house. <laughs> keep that baby dirty, like everyone says, and most of us know it now, but I didn't know it back then. Roll' them in the dirt, you know, are <laughs> they going to grow up and have a bunch of allergies and food allergies? Right. And it's gonna be crazy, which Bergen does. She has a ton of them, and I think we just we were way too clean when she was little gotcha and it, it ruined her, and I'm pretty sure that is the case. I mean it's not hundred percent, but that's what most doctors are saying these days. so that that's first part when they're really when they're really? right when they get home and then second part is. And this is, this is just something I always did and I think it's a good idea. And I think kind of most people do do it, but I see some people who don't. And it always, I always find it a little strange from my point of view is just, I, I always just taught her, I always just treated her like she was an adult basically. Right. Like I can remember when she was like two is before we moved here. So she was two or less and she's on the stairs. And I'm like trying to like teach her how to go up and down the stairs so we could, you know, get rid of the little things that block the kids from the stairs, the gates or whatever. And so we're cruising down the stairs, she's on her butt and I'm like, You gotta be careful, you know. And she's like, why, 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 the age, why, why, why? And I'm like, Well, I'm like, because 'cause you'll fall and she's like, Why? I'm like, eh, gravity, and she's like, What's gravity? And I'm like, you know, no one really knows, man. <laughs> She's like, dude, that already stumps me. I'm like, right. I can't answer that question.
0: Yeah. It's this no force, and yeah, it's mysterious. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't no. no we,
1: boson wasn't found
0: yet. I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not fucking Isaac Newton, All right? <laughs> right? Uh, uh, no, uh, I mean I, that 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 kind of really uh, gives me. More confidence as a dad because that's something I, I find myself doing a lot, and I wonder, you know, do I should I be treating him more like a kid uh, in, in terms of no. step? Uh, because yeah, it's it's a lot of times like, bro, what are you doing? Like, no, nah, like you can't do that. Uh, and uh, and we have a a pretty cool relationship, and I think the kid responds to it better than if I were to constantly, ba- you know, in a baby voice or baby talk. And absolutely, um, yeah, I don't know, I just I a hundred percent co-sign on that. Um, One other question I wanted to ask you about toys is uh, your favorite toys. And I want to ask you uh, about, you know, one of your favorite, your favorite toy that you've created yourself, but also, you know, if you have a favorite toy as a, a toy creator, one that you just look back on and it could be one from your childhood. It could be a more contemporary
1: toy, but just one that, that you hold
0: fondly in your heart.
1: Yeah, man, there's no doubt about it. It is the one and only toy. <laughs> the best toy ever made in the history of all of man. The Evil Knievel stunt bike. Remember that one? <laughs> long, round, round, <laughs> round, round, round. And your knuckles always hit the ground. That bleed, but you wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then it takes off, and it jumps what seemed to be hundreds of feet, but, you know, you're two feet tall at the time, right. so whatever. That toy was the shit.
0: So that toy I'm familiar with from because of a show american Pickers. do you ever watch that show yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. i've seen a, i've you know frank is a big toy guy and, and that's one that, yeah. that, that he's trying to get his hands on i think it's pretty valuable if you're a collector and you have it right it,
1: it probably is if you got a well if you had a new one it definitely is yeah hmm. but that thing i just i couldn't get enough of that thing all i want to do is you know wake up early every morning just go find the biggest pile of dirt i got and just jump <laughs> that's,
0: Loved it that's awesome and what about your favorite toy that you've created
1: Favorite toy I created is uh, probably the monkey, The monkey I guess you you (laughs) I I do,
0: yeah, no, you, uh, the the audience, this will go and and give you an idea of the type of guy Pete is, Uh, you know, we met, we met briefly at his music festival um, this past summer, but up until, that was probably a year and a half before my son, or after my son was born, and uh, when when we got the news that my son, we were going to have Shepherd, our first son, um, my brother-in-law Chris said, "Hey, I've got something from my neighbor that he really wants to have. He wants your son to have." And, uh, and you know, I was like,
1: well, "Hold on, Jesus." He was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What?" Jesus beat knows I'm having a kid. Like, yeah, "Yeah." Yeah. So I saw I saw your kid before I saw you. Yeah. he
0: said, like, "Yeah, no, no, no." <laughs> uh, so I, I was like, "Wow, okay." Uh, so we got this monkey from 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 you and your wife, and. Uh, to this day, I still don't think we were using. We we're probably using it in like a, a fraction of the the capacity it's meant to be used in. But um, it was one of the toys my son absolutely went wild over, and uh, it would. And really, it, like, the thing is we probably didn't learn that much about it because the minute we would turn it on, he would go ape shit and just go over it, and then he would grab it, and then he would do the, the monkey sound that he was doing. Um, as we're talking, I'm probably if you're watching this, you're probably seeing video of my son playing it. But it, you know, it was uh, it was a favorite of his. And it was just such a you know a, an act of you guys didn't have to do that. It was so thoughtful um, and it was so appreciated. I, I really hope you guys understand that. But that monkey is is fucking dope. You, and if I remember correctly, there's another version of it or a newer version of it coming out.
1: Maybe an elephant. Uh, okay. So yeah, an elephant came out after that. So it, it's part of a vine called Zoomer, which the elephant is not. Zoomer. So it started out with a dog, which is a Dalmatian dog. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was where everything starts, where the brand started. It was just called Zoomer, it was one dog, the dog was called Zoomer. And it did insanely well, like like back before I told you, uh, uh, you know, I I sold my first item right away and it did well and then Nick joined me. Well then we didn't make any money for six years. (laughs) Wow. So it was rough. So on that so on the dog the original <laughs> Zoomer dog I remember sitting at Mattel talking to a very famous toy inventor who I idolize and uh we're sitting out there having a smoke during a break and I'm like man I'm like we just we come up with these great little invention gadgetry but we never make a full toy out of it because we just don't have that kind of time and resources you know and This dude's like, Greenlee, if you want to make in this business, you got to do that. Do you see what I just did there? You saw that video? We made that whole prototype before we even showed it. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, that must have taken a year to make. He goes, it took about a year and a half to make. I'm like, we can't afford to do that. He's like, it's the only way, man. So the first time we ever made an attempt to fully go for it was that dog. And everyone was telling us to make a... Uh, it would start out as a truck actually that they wanted to be cheap. So I'm just going to talk about motors cost money, whatever. So like, I'm like, it only has two motors. Like make it with one. I'm like, it would be really cool if it had four, man. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, that's like total suicide. It's like right after the economy dove. You know what I mean? Cool. So it's like, economy's in the shits. Nobody wanted to buy toys. So I'm like, fuck that. This is the last attempt. I'm just going to make a $100 toy where everyone's saying 19.99 99 is where it's at. So I'm like, I was gonna do it. There's rich people out there, and they can afford it. And we did it, we took a risk, and it fucking paid off. So then we did, we did that as a $100 item, and then we did a cheap little one as like a $20 item um, the next year, but also the next year. Then we did, a, so it was a dog, then we did a dinosaur, which is amazing, and then we did a little dinosaur, and then we did a kitty cat, and then we did a little kitty cat, and then we did the monkey, and we didn't do a little monkey, then we did the elephant, and then next year, this coming year, we got a couple. Oh, I can't talk about that. Yet. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 <laughs> no worries. No worries. It's good to have a little bit of a teaser. Now, there's also another great story that goes along with this toy line, right? This is where you receive your special powers. Oh, this, man. this is correct, right?
1: So, yeah, okay, so this goes right back to where I was. Um, so This is one of my favorite
0: money. stories, too. So. It
1: didn't, didn't make any money for six years, and then me and Nick are at Mattel in uh, El Segundo, Los Angeles. And uh, I'm, well, I, I quit smoking, but I was a cigarette smoker my almost my whole life. And Japanese people like smoke cigarettes, too. And so I'm always hanging out with these Japanese people at the little smokers table, which is far away from everything else. So I'm getting to know these guys over the years. And uh, so because we, we go to that event once a year. I mean, and <clears throat> so this one year, they're like, they're, whatever. I hope I'm not racist, but here's my Japanese <laughs> accent. They're like, oh, Peter-san, <laughs> you, make, you make the Zuma. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, make the Zuma. He's like, oh, yeah. Very good, very good, very good. No, I make a Pucci. And I'm like fuck, you made Pucci, man. Like that sold like ten million units in you know ten months. And they're like yeah, yeah, even more, man. How much? And I'm like fuck, man. You guys are rich. They're like oh yeah, I love very many. And they go you're gonna be very rich, man, too, with Zuma. And I'm like no, dude, it ain't like that. And I'm like this is just one thing. It's very expensive. And they're like oh, we think how 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 it's so cheap i'm like no it's a hundred dollar retail like how so cheap we don't understand i'm like i'm like well guess how many motors are in it and they're like yeah we think very hard we think yeah we talk we all talk the team talk we think uh, 12 motors 12. i'm like there's five dudes like oh like yes you're gonna be a very rich man you're gonna be very rich i'm like no fuck you guys i'm like you guys did it cheap i made an expensive one hopefully it'll sell a few but maybe we can sell little ones i don't know And he, i'm like you guys you guys have had it forever you guys just you guys have the power you've been doing things since poochie like he's like yeah well now peter son and he puts his hand on my shoulder he goes now i give you the power <laughs> and he was right that item sold which I had, I didn't think it would. I mean, it had a bad toy fair. Nobody thought I was going to do anything. And it sold great and changed my life ever since. And uh, for me and my business partner, both, like, completely 180 our whole lives.
0: Now, when he, laid hands that guy, on, when he
1: laid hands on you, did you feel something? Did you feel a transfer of power? I <laughs> felt a, uh, you know I'm atheist, but I pray to God, like, please let me do <laughs>
0: You know, you're aspiring to make it in the field, right? And there you have someone who's not just made it, but established themselves and made a shit ton of money, telling you, yeah. "You're, dude, you're about to make it huge. This is, yeah. this, you're about to yeah. be big time." That has to yeah. be an amazing feeling.
1: It's, uh, oh, oh my god, amazing feeling. But I still did not really Believe think it. it was true. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it, but yeah. it was. And you received the power. But it was.
1: So yeah, I received the power. It's, it, it happened, man. So the question is. Um,
0: have have you put thought into, I mean, I know Bergen's the natural candidate, who you're going to pass this power on to? I already did. I already passed it on, man. You already passed it on? Did it go to Bergen? I had it
1: long enough. Yeah. It was time for me
0: to give it away. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. It's probably a good thing to get rid of, it. otherwise you've got people
1: knocking on your door wanting the power, you know? But... You know, I don't tell very many people that story. It's funny. <laughs> so there was one person who I love so much, and younger coming up person who I think is just brilliant and could use the break and yeah, so I gave it away to them. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'll tell you what, it, it, I I haven't sold quite as many toys so since you gave, gave it away. away.
0: <laughs> well, how's the person you gave it to during that? Have they taken off? I'm doing great. <laughs> there you go, maybe you have to go borrow it for a little bit, hey, can I get no, it? No, 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 oh. I
1: got more than I need. I've been so blessed in this life. I'm I, I, beyond my wildest dreams, so I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, So I, I
0: do want to switch gears here. Um, you know, the last thing we'll talk about is, uh, you know, you're, we talked about you being a remarkable dad. Uh, the, the, the viewers who are watching this episode can see you're a remarkably good-looking gentleman. You're a successful toy maker. Um, You've seen my cul hey, sir. <laughs> hey. You are uh, a yeah, my great beard. I, 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 I kind of like nice. it. I mean, it, it's a distinguished <laughs> look. I, I think it adds a little bit something to it. I don't know. It's it's not it's not turning me off. I'll say that. Um, oh, I... So, for a lot of people, that would be enough, right? That I mean, those are those are some 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 heavy titles to carry, and and I think if I had one of those, I'd probably be pretty content. But you then went further, and, and you are the founder and organizer. The, yeah. The, the, the music festival formerly known as Lake Geneva Motherfucker. Um, yeah. Very good. Putting on a music festival is something that I've always dreamed about. It, I mean, I've always considered it more of a pipe dream, but um, being able to attend it and see it and uh, it just, you know, I, I, I should say I w- I did go to the last uh, or the more, more recent incarnation of it. Had a blast. It was a fun time. Um, so, talk about how that of came about, and um, was that something you kind of fell backwards into? and how So that
1: yeah, how the, the original, it? the original concept was not well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the whole thing. The original concept was so, Mattel and Hasbro and Spin Master, these these toy manufacturers, they do all kinds of parties and events for all of us toy inventors for around the. So all of us toy inventors are really tight because we come together. I mean, one of them even takes us on trips around the world, right? Pays for everything. Um, in exchange that we show them stuff first. So that's the concept there. And so I'm like, you know, these manufacturers never get together. I'm like, we're competitors just like they're competitors. And we get along fabulously. We love it. We love the camaraderie. We know we all need each other because without an inventor community. Everyone would just do their own stuff in house and we wouldn't have shit to do, right? Or we'd have to join somebody's company. So, so it's good for all of us, even though we're competitors, we want each other to succeed. So I'm like, you know, the toy manufacturers should have the same relationship, I feel. You know, everyone's gotta make toys, right? It's, you can't just have one. So competition's good, they should get together. I mean, and it's very incestual business because everybody quits and goes to that guy, to that guy, to that guy anyway. So the idea was to, and since we're in Wisconsin, because we had a lot of East Coast, West Coast stuff going on, uh, have everyone just come here and I'll throw a giant fucking party. <laughs> and it's just a party, right? There's no one, of no anyone doing any business. It's just a party for a couple of days. So that was the original idea. <clears throat> and then I had to figure out where to have it. And I, so the first one was a year before. I wish you went to that well, one. Well, that's, yeah,
0: no, that's the one that sold, I mean, because Chris, Christopher told me about that one, and and I was like...
1: That was great. I mean, the thing that really made it great was it was free. Right. (laughs) I'll get into what I've learned so far. So, it was free. It was fantastic. It was on a farm. We... I, 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 There was no driving there allowed. I didn't want anyone driving out to the farm, driving home drunk. Uh, People were encouraged to camp. And the only way you could drive there is if you camped. Otherwise, I had shuttles and buses running from downtown Lake Geneva to the farm and back, so you get on one anytime you want. One was a school bus, one was like a party bus. And then you get off there and they were just going around all day and night. And it was a it was a blast, man, it was really fun. But what ended up happening is like, as I started inviting people, I noticed all the toy inventors are like, fuck yeah, we're coming. But the manufacturers, and that was the point, were like, I don't know, it makes me <laughs> nervous. I'm like, what the hell, you pussies? So. <clears throat> So I'm like, well, now I got all these people from, you know, from around the world, really. People came from London and everything. A lot of people from Canada and, you know, I had people from everywhere. Um, we had quite a few Brits uh, and eat both coasts. So I had all these people coming into town. I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm just going to continue and have this party. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, like my birthday's in there. So it was kind of a birthday party, but it was a month away from my birthday. So people were calling my birthday party. I'm like, it's not my birthday party. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking if it goes well, I'm just going to do it once a year. And and the idea was this. So Lake Geneva, motherfucker, with year one, because it was a free party. And if it went well, I was, so LGMF was the logo, which, if it went well, I was going to change it to Lake Geneva Music Festival, Music Festival right? There you go. There's and, but, So then to do a real music festival is naughty. So it's a nightmare. Wow. It's, you got to spread yourself too thin. You got to have a lot of money. And if you fail, it's a big failure. I mean, everybody's seen fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to, I wanted to do it at that same place, same thing. But we didn't get permits for the first one, because it was just a party, really. Right. Nobody charged any money. So now that we're gonna charge some money, we need to get permits, we couldn't get permits for that farm, it was impossible. So then we're like, well, we don't even have that venue, The venue was so nice, we're like, where do we go? And so it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not even gonna do it again, it's too much of a pain in the ass, time is running out, you really need a lot of time to plan. And then we are presented with where we had it, where you went, at Buttleman's place, which is great. He yeah. had he got all the permits, he had the land, everything was good to go, <clears throat> so it, it we, Deal. we what you should plan in about nine months, we plan in like two or three months. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it, it went okay, but a lot of people don't want to pay. I was asking a lot of money. Like I mean, I love fish and I went and saw fish for like forty bucks. <laughs> now I'm asking people to pay a hundred bucks to come see bands that play a little bit of fish music. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a bit ridiculous. It's forty bucks for a regular ticket, but I mean Still, even with those prices, I don't wanna say how much money I spent for the first party, but I still spent half that amount of money charging people for the second party. So like, you know, to make money, I think the only way to make money at those things is you gotta make all your money on concessions, is pretty much it. And then all the talent, you you gotta get some good talent that'll draw a crowd. And I don't know, I'm never gonna do it again. I think next year I'm going to just do, I'm going to try to stick it down to 50 people. Free party, 50 people. I have an idea where I want to do it. I want to do it on the lake, actually. Oh, wow. We'll see if that happens because 50 is not too many. Maybe 100, 50 to 100 in there somewhere. And just limited that. And I think, yeah, I think just really good friends, 50 to 100 people. Again, make it a weak thing and have one giant official party in there. That's what it's gonna be. I'll still call Lake Geneva, motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone yeah, no knows that name. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, don't don't give up that name.
1: And, but I, yeah, I don't advise doing a music festival. There's so many of them out there, and they're so good.
0: Just throw a party. Like, just throw a free party.
1: Throw a fucking throw party. A, free party. a lot of music. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of know a little bit of a story with the first Lake Geneva, uh, motherfucker. The the band that or like the headlining band that was one of your favorite bands.
1: I think Electric Six was. Electric. Yeah, it's electric six, <laughs> electric six, dude. I love them so much. So, like, I've been listening to them forever. So since, since I got fired from that job here, and I started my own business, and I would work. I, the only, I mean, look, you're working at night, kind right. of. I know why. <laughs> the only time I get any work done is after my wife and kid went to sleep, and I would stay up all night on my computer, just getting business done. Right, and Back then I was listening to uh, Rhapsody, was, there was no Spotify or anything yet. So I was listening to Rhapsody and it's just like Spotify is now, right? So I just got onto it. I'm like, I love that song, put it in a playlist. Ooh, another one. I'm like, oh, it's that same, same band, Electric Six. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> and before I knew it, I'm like listening to their whole albums all the time and I fucking love it. I'm like, who are these guys? I'm like, I wonder if they have any videos. Look, they have the funniest fucking videos in the world. I don't know if you've ever seen any of them. I
0: haven't them. seen any
1: of them. No. Oh, my God. When we're done, watch yourself a good handful of Electric 6 videos. They're the best. So I'm like, these guys are just hilarious. And they're no young kids. Like, they had their two radio hits fucking 20 years ago or something. So, like, we were in, I wanted to go see them, and I've attempted to go see them in Chicago a couple times, but I had a conflict of time. Even though I bought tickets, I couldn't make it. So I'm in Texas at, uh, 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 what's, their, what's, one of, what's their music festival? Austin City Limits? Austin City Limits, yes, yeah. so Austin City Limits. We're laying around, and I'm like, who's playing today? And my buddy's reading me off the list. And like at noon, and it's like 11 right now, he's like, Electric Six, da-da. I'm like, Electric oh, <laughs> Six, in an hour? I'm like, let's go. He's like, come on, man. I'm like, we're going now so we book down there we make it on time electric six i'm like right in front i'm so excited like a little girl and uh so the singer comes out and uh there's a there's a burrito place like they're looking at a burrito place right so you know they're on stage looking over at a burrito place they're like how you guys doing And he's like you know i uh had a burrito at the burrito place you guys see right there yesterday and uh I don't know what the hell they think they're doing over there. <laughs> he goes, and little did they know that I'd be standing here with a microphone today, <laughs> everybody out. I couldn't stop sitting all night. That goddamn burrito! I look at all the people. In the room, everybody's like, "What the fuck?" i <laughs> well, like, "These guys are so funny." And the guitarist has a fake neck brace on, like he broke the fucking neck and they come out and like literally i just love their music and they're just such funny characters so since then i've seen them quite a few times probably a half a dozen times i've seen them in toronto texas i got to go i got to sing with them uh at the knitting factory which is a famous place in brooklyn uh, just by a good friend of mine who buys my toys uh he bought me uh uh, crowdfunding thing that they did to get up and sing a song with them right so that was crazy he kept sending me this email like when are you gonna go sing I'm like why do you keep sending me that thing he's like dude I paid for that and it's you. you won I'm like are you fucking serious he's like yeah I'm like he's like you could do it any 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 stop you want I'm like holy fuck I'm like Brooklyn for sure so we did it in Brooklyn and holy shit was it fun man yeah. I actually I, I can send you a YouTube of it it's it's private so I'll send it okay, to you remind yeah. me it's fucking hilarious so you'll love it so what was you got to meet the band then oh so yeah so I got to meet the band so we were there um, early and then uh, I recognized the drummers just us and then the drummer walks in and he said it's, it's like a little bar in front of where they actually have the venue. And behind the bar, you see a window that kind of entices people to go in the other park. And I'm like, dude, you're the, or I'm sorry, the guitarist. I'm like, yeah, the guitarist. He's like, yeah, and so we talked for a little bit. And then he's like, yeah, you're supposed to meet our manager or whatever. I'm like, oh, right, I don't know, whatever, I'm over here. (laughs) Then later on, the singer comes out, and he talks to me. I'm like, oh, man, this is so great. And that's the first time I got to meet him. And he's like, you're going to do great. I'm like, I'm not sure if I know all the words. I'm kind of all fucked up already. And he up, he's like, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, no worries, no worries. I'm like, okay, he's like, I'll announce you at fourth song or whatever. And uh, so it's, 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 oh, and then here's the funny part too. So I'm like, everyone's like, hey, they're like, whoa, was that the singer? I'm like, yeah, like, did you get his autograph? like, shit, I forgot. I go running back to look for him. I see him walking down the hallway where people come in, so I run out there, and then he runs out, and he's standing in line to buy a ticket with his girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like, no one is really even noticing him anyway. He always wears a suit but he's in normal clothes. And I'm like, whoa And his stage name is Dick Valentine. I'm like, Dick I'm like, Can I get a photo? He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he buys his ticket, we're going through this hallway again and I'm like, and my big thing is always this with everything. I don't I So I'm like, All right dude and I'm like trying to take a selfie, I'm like, Now you gotta do this and I got my arm around him like this and he looks up at me, he goes, I don't gotta do shit, man. And then he gets side. And I'm like, You're right, you don't, I'm sorry. You're the fucking rock star. And I'm, <laughs> So then I sang with him, and then, uh, then I met him again in, 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 uh, in the burbs here of Chicago. I didn't meet, well I did, I met him briefly. And so then when he gets off the bus at our party, he's like, whoa, he's like, whoa, I didn't know this was your party, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I was afraid if I told you, you wouldn't have came. <laughs> he's like, no, I would have came for sure. And he loved it, man. He's like, that's a really good vibe here. And, he hung out with me for like an hour or two. It was great. Telling me all kinds of stories. It was, it was amazing. Truly amazing. That is crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. How,
0: I mean, I'm just trying to think of how many people can say that they've had their favorite band or one of their favorite bands play their birthday party. I right? know,
1: right? <laughs> so, so my buddy who bought me that ticket to sing with them, he came, and he's from Toronto. He came to the party too. And he's just like, dude, can you believe this is fucking happening right now? I'm like, no. I cannot believe my favorite band just playing at my private party, it's
0: and, unheard. Of. And, and was I appreciate you spending some time tonight speaking to me, it's been a, a lot of fun. I hope, uh, yes, I, I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, we do have uh, a few more episodes, um, that we're gonna probably roll out before our last episode of season one, so keep an eye out for those. Uh, again, we thank Pete for joining us today. Um, and, you know, the pleasure was all mine. And, uh, before we go, pleasure is mine, pleasure is all mine. You're the best. And I can't wait to, you know, now that, now that we've done this, uh, next time I'm in Lake Geneva and I'm visiting my mother in and I'll I'll just have to walk over and and say, what's up. See if you guys are around. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please do. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for listening everybody. Take care. And, uh, take us away.